Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at RepcoService.com. This Friday, join us at the pub at Crown for the Eagles v Richmond match. The first 150 people to register at iCanWin.com.au receive a $20 food and beverage voucher. Crown practices the responsible service of alcohol, patrons must be 18 plus and fully vaccinated to enter. See Crown website for entry conditions. Craig McRae's in the studio and I don't know whether I'm inviting you and he to have a conversation right now. No. But, but, but I'm sure he'd be interested to know what you're saying about Jordan Ngoi and he should be going and playing at Essendon next year. I'm sure the Collingwood coach would be interested to hear those well, comments. Well, he may be. Yes. He may be, but he's going to hear other people talk about that. I'm saying that if I was Essendon, uh, I'd be having a look at somebody like that that's a free agent. That's all. Nothing more malicious or uh, mischievous than that. That's all. Is there anything you'd like to say to him, Craig, right. now that you've got the Good day, Craig. How are you, mate? I think you're doing a fine job there. I, think, I don't think you need Jordan to go. That's that's my take with it anyway. But... Tim, off you go. <laughs> this has become a bit awkward. I thought it might be a bit Not for me. Not for me at all. <laughs> okay. I can we'll keep be... going if you want to talk no, no, about no, it. No, no, no. We'll be watching the news tonight. Thank you. Okay. All the best. Bye for now. Uh, Craig McCray does join a story time with old mates. Thanks to mate, internet and mobile award-winning Aussie service mobile plans from 20 bucks. Good to see you. Yeah, just dropping grenades. I just, <laughs> right. I just got to have to answer that one. Actually, I was going to ask you about Jordan Degoe, but a completely different matter. Now that you are the senior coach, like whether you're a – no matter what member of the coaching panel you are, when you've got a key player who is a big free agent out of contract player at the end of the year, you're going to be interested in all that. But if you're one of the assistant coaches, rarely do you get asked about that with the lights on and the cameras rolling, but you will get asked about that a lot this year. I, I, it's, I find it fascinating how much the, the broader public just love Geordie Degoe, or well, the media do anyway. Mm. Like, I wouldn't go to a press conference without one question about Geordie. Yeah. It has, really? For, for my time in the job. Yeah, I've, well, he, there's been a, some he's, he's other incidents. Yeah. yeah, well, obviously, within my first week, it, the, mm. you know, the, the uh, accusations or the incident that he was involved in, you know, that, that was my first week mm. yeah. um, to deal with that. No, but it wouldn't be a week that goes by without a Geordie question. Yeah. So we'll get to the nuts and bolts and the other bits and pieces um, on the way through, but um, it's a big week for you. It's a big week for two reasons. One is you've got this unusually long break between games, and more important than that is that you're part of the Anzac Day game. So we'll talk about both. How have you handled the break between the Gabba game and, and the game on Monday? Yeah, you're right. We had five days you know, post our West Coast game and then straight into uh, into Brisbane at the Gabba, which is always a hard um, mm. task to go up there and play against them at the minute in particular. And now we've got 12 days into Anzac Day. So it's been a delicate balance. We've sort of, you know, it's sort of get, get out of one game into the next without reviewing much. And then mm. all of a sudden now we've got all this time to prepare. And you know, we're trying to really go back in time, if you like, and, and show the respect towards you know, the Anzac spirit and, and what that looks like and making sure we do that justice mm. and be grateful for the opportunity to play at this day. And and then also we're trying to you know, prepare for a game and mm. just not get too overawed by it. It's a, it's a great balance. But with that, with that 
uh, break that you had and coming off a loss, it's hard to enjoy a break when you've come off a loss. Uh, do you, did you feel like it when you're going through that, that, geez, like I'm, I'm counting down the hours, we need to get back into it, and you just get that anxiety kicks in because of the loss? Oh, somewhat. Yeah, like there's always that, that 24 hours, I think I mentioned last time yeah. I was here, that you're just in this world of pain. Mm. <laughs> you can't avoid it. Um, you're know, looking at ways you can de- get better, and particularly you know, the losses we're having are, are close losses. Mm. You know, it's not like you've been blown off the park. There's, it becomes a little moments. Oh, if we did that better, would we? Yeah. You know, though th- that 24 hours is definitely there. We gave our players you know, four days off. It was Easter. Um, you know, go recharge your batteries and get some energy in, and then ideally the the, the scenario was come back on Tuesday and let's go. We're, mm. we're we're getting back into it and getting better. And when you talk about the Anzac situation, how much? For the game, do you draw on the Anzac spirit and reflect on not just a football game, but what Anzac Day uh, is all about? Oh, look, I think we just have to. Like, I mm. think we, we have a privilege of being able to play on on this occasion. Yeah, you know, I caught up with Mick Moltes about four weeks ago now, and and we're just having a general chat, and and his passion and spirit. I remember I was there for twelve months under Mick at Collingwood, and. The way he delivered the game, and I, I, we started to tell some stories. And I left the conversation, and I texted him later. I said, "You wouldn't mind talking to the group, would you?" Like, mm. um, and funnily enough, he hasn't been back since he left. But he he, he said he'd be on to. So he's oh gonna, wow, he's, he's going to speak to the players That's tomorrow. That's great. Yeah, just about. Oh, he, he's got so many stories to tell. I'm I'm interested to see which one he's going to share. But just the significance of the day yep. and, and the meaning of the day, not only for football but for for our country, and then trying to you know we join the dots then about you know how do we respect that. So you've you've left the sheet pretty much blank for him. Just here's a time the boys will be sitting down. We're in the election coming. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. And I know, I know. You know, Mick, Mick's got a thousand stories he can tell, yeah. um, and he'll find the one that you know resonates with him the most. I, I assume. But but yeah, we want to draw on that, and then and then as the week folds, you know, bring those little stories along with us and theme the week to go out and you know not only do the Anzacs proud but also our, our jumper proud. And this is the first time he's come back into the club, would it be? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. So that's great. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a great thing that – I mean, his time at Collingwood was obviously pretty significant. Well, he's, you know. he's a premiership coach. <laughs> Correct. And, you know, he's coached 700 games. And, um, yeah, look, I think it's important at our footy club that, you know, everybody that's had significance to to where it is now um, is appreciated. And, you know, and Mick is certainly one of those. Is that something you're kind of broadly conscious of? Yeah, without giving too much away of our, our – Big theme for the year, but you know, it's certainly honouring the jumper is, is part of that, and you know, all those that have worn it and been part of it to, to get this club in to where it is. So you know, it's an important part of our history. So how does that feed that theme? How does that feed into well, your well, Anzac got, Day I've stuff? This, I brought this. I'm not a great reader, here, yeah, but I've got my glasses on. <laughs> Make sure you take those with <laughs> you today. Jeez, you when you put the glasses on, yeah, okay, mm. you was uncanny. You look like Terry Danaher. Yeah, right. Is that a good thing? That's a great thing. <laughs> what okay. do you, can you see that? Or is I it can. Just, it's Terry no, I can Danaher. see. It. I think the hair too. It's very of. T Danaher. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can anyway, see sorry about that. I just got it. completely shocked. Yeah. No. What I've got here in front of me is um, just something that we're going to allude to th- um, in the lead up to the game is, um, you know, past servicemen, but also past Collingwood players, and and there's there's many, but you know, Dan Minogue I've got here in front of me. Dan Minogue um, in 2011 debuted for Collingwood. Um, he actually played a grand final in 1911 with he broke his collarbone and played it at the whole game. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, I don't see that happen too often. But then he went on to captain the Collingwood in 1914 um, at the age of 22. Um, but then went on, on to rep, uh, to go and uh, be a serviceman um, at the war, and he survived the war, come back and end up playing 84 games. Yeah. But, 
But through those times, he came back and Dan Minogue actually went on to coach five other clubs. Yeah. Incredible yeah, Unbelievable story. history in but, footy. But but there's many of these stories that we want to tap into and, and just acknowledge. And you know, if we're talking about not only the the country um, that we're living in, thanks to, to many that have mm. previously been part of it and given us these opportunities, but the players yeah. too, the stories. Yeah. Of that. So I, I, that, that's a small part of you know, the stories that we're going to continue. Do, to do you reckon this is the first time you've been in this and, and others that you've worked with and who have been in the game and been through Anzac Day, like the, the Sheedies of the world, they clearly have a deep understanding of what they can um, pass on to the players and what the players will take from it. Do, do you get a sense that the players, the young fellows, war and service and all that sort of stuff, a very foreign concept yep. to them. Do you get a sense that there is an appetite to know these stories from your group? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think we do it quite well. I, I do. We're not America. Mm. You, know, mm. you go to America and it seems like every second second day there's an acknowledgement for this and whether that's good or bad, I'm not here to argue that. But I think on this day in particular, we do it extremely well and, and we we have a privilege to play on this day. Yep. And I think it's important to acknowledge that. Are you excited about it? Don't, yeah, I'm yeah. so excited. Yeah, I, yeah. I just I can't keep me still. I, <laughs> yes. It's probably the most excited. And this this is the challenge is if I'm feeling this, we've got younger players that mm. haven't, haven't played on this day and – so to get the balance right is really important. And, yep. um, you, you know, can't you can't treat it like I, I, I well you you can but I suspect it is difficult just to take the approach that this is just another round no, another game because it is not it's not and, mm. and it's like a grand final it's not yeah. another game they, they are and having been part of those games you realise it's it it you still got a ball that needs to be bounced yeah. and kick goals and so the ability to to embrace it all. And then to keep the noise external and then be in the process, that's the challenge and that's what we'll be coaching. So mm. there's been some conversation about uh, – Lee Montagna raised this in an observation about your list profile that played Brisbane last week. And I think not many of us wouldn't have actually done much of a deep dive into the profile of the list. And you're obviously investing in young players and you've got a lot of talented young players on your list. But the game against Brisbane, there are only four players under 22 who are in that. But did yeah. that kind of – I don't know whether you worry about or are conscious of that when you're picking your 22, but did that surprise you? No, it doesn't, and it's it's a good pickup because against West Coast, we found that our forward line was really inexperienced. Yeah, right. Against a really quality experienced um, West Coast defence, and uh, so you know we had uh, Ginevan and Bianco and um, Tom Wilson hasn't played much footy, and uh, funnily enough, Darcy Cameron's a little bit older but hasn't played much footy. Yep. And then throw in Reef McGuinness in his third game. That was our forward line. In yeah. the last quarter when Jamie Ellie went down. And I was really conscious how quickly you can get really young. Yep. And there is a stress on the group, but if it does. So this week we went in the, with a bit more, we're playing a mature body group. Let's let's just change the mix up ever so slightly. It can tip really quickly in our mm. group. Um, it doesn't take too much for us to become you know, a little bit inexperienced really quickly. Mm. And, and with that Brisbane game, you spoke about what you're trying to do at Collingwood and the history and the jumper. What was it like coaching <laughs> against <laughs> your former team? It was It was – well, it's been such a long time ago, 20 years since I played. Um, geez, that goes quick, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but I, I, it was it was such a unique experience. I was standing at the gab out on the ground and looking around and, and I'm like, geez, this is different. You know, <laughs> yeah. It just felt different. Yeah. Um, but, you know, clearly we, we go down there and, and try to get a job done against a really quality opposition. I think they're, you know, one of the best teams in the competition. Mm-hmm. Were there some familiar faces still around the place? No, not many, yeah. funnily enough. Yeah. A, a couple of staff members are still there, but – yeah, the game changes quickly. So on the game, uh, it was a. I know you don't care about meritorial, meritorious losses and all that. You're, you're about getting the win and you take a team up. 
but I think most of us thought she has a good effort by Collingwood. Like mm. I don't I think we thought oh, I must I put that I thought you were gonna get blown away by them. So oh, to do it. No, no, <laughs> I didn't no, no, no. I thought you'd be into that game up your eyeball. Don't tell me he goes, Oh, you guys are gonna be now he's going, Oh, here we go. I did. I feared I feared I feared for you going up there. I'm glad it wasn't the case. But can I ask you about the Dugowie situation? This was the Dugowie stuff I wanted to talk to you about. As it kicks that goal and you get within a couple and it turns out that there's five minutes of game time left after he kicked that goal. Um, he takes him, seems to take himself off the ground. He looked over and said, oh, I need to, and he might have had a mild sort of cramp type. Was there a, did you, did you hang on, no, no, get him back out yeah, there. No, Geordie, what are you doing? How were you handling that at the I, time? I'm coaching from the bench this, this week in particular and, uh, yeah, Geordie comes up, kicks a great goal. Yep. He's exhausted. Yep. It was not a rotation. He took himself. I finally uh, find it fascinating that the senior coach gets criticised for a lot of things. I got criticised that. I'm going, hang on, he's cramping. He come <laughs> yeah. off. He, needs he said, I just need a spell. I'll just get my breath back. I'm, I'm right to go. I go, mm. no worries. I'm patting him on the back and I'm going yeah. to criticise it. But that, you know, in the nature of the game, um, you know, there's a lot of little things that are out of your control. And, yep. and, and Geordie yeah, had an outstanding last quarter. Get, get your breath back because we need to get you back on there quickly. Yeah. Um, does that change the result of the game? Who knows, right? Well, is there, is there ways, though, in those circumstances when you've got to catch your breath, there's ways that you can do that without taking him off? Because yeah. sometimes mm. you get caught up and we hear regularly, gee, these blokes have been trying to be six minutes, seven minutes, yeah. the ball hasn't come over there. Strategically, is there, is there other ways you can build something into that? Oh, well, look, when a player mm. is not part of a rotation runs off, you'd think they probably need a break. Don't right, they? yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And, that, and that was that situation. Mm. There's been other scenarios where we've got guys off the ground, can't get him back on, mm. and then you get really stressed and go, well, come on, let's just yeah. get this guy. Let's yeah, just, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. We'll just get him off, get him on. Yeah. Um, you're a bit more urgent with those ones. We'll get a break out of the way. It's 19 minutes past four. Craig McCray, Collingwood coach in the studio. Thanks to Storytime with Old Mates. Thanks to Mate Internet and Mobile award-winning Service mobile plans from 20 bucks. And Craig McRae in the studio joins us every couple of weeks on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, the, everyone's talking about this, the arms out and the descent yeah. in the 50s. And how, have you, how did you observe what took place on the weekend and conversation? Brad Scott yesterday, what did you make of it all? This, this came across our desk a couple of weeks ago, actually. We, we get the umpires out in their main training session every, every, every week mm. and they umpire our match play and things. And it's been really handy for us because – some of those agenda items come really early. So um, we had we had an umpire speak to us two weeks prior saying they're going to really tighten the screws on on this remonstrating. Mm-hmm. So we, we showed some footage of it to our main group and, you know, fingers crossed, we've been pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think there's some grey in it because, you know, I watched the Tom Mitchell um, one Jim and I was, I was at the game, game mm. live and I, I'm behind the goals. I could see what I thought was um, Frost putting his hands out. I thought, oh, just – they're going to get 50 mm. for that. He's put his hands out. But then it was down the field when you see the replay. And I, I, I've studied body, body mm. language, Gazy. I, you know, I, I know <laughs> yeah. what body language looks like. You know? like yeah, absolutely. Fist, I'm, I'm coming in. Whereas I saw Tom with his with his hands out. Like, like a normal conversation. Like conversation. Respectful. We, so I thought, you know, there's, there's got to be some um, common ground given on this. Like that looked like a conversation mm. as opposed to remonstrate. Yeah. But I think there's, for me, we're heading in the right direction. I reckon – you know, you look across um, junior sport, um, you know, the way we want mm. uh, the game, more umpires in the game. I think if, if you look bigger picture, the way we abuse umpires yep. as fans, I think that's but Craig, it's but part of hear, the culture. Here's, here's the thing. it's it's To me, yes, there's a problem with officials getting the umpires and at the lower levels, they're – Everyone that calls yep. up says it, it's Clearly disgraceful. Yep. There, there, it's there are issues yep. there that are turning umpires away. But at the AFL level – 
Now, maybe I'm missing something, but I haven't seen any, over the last few years, anything alarming. In fact, if I compare it to my game, which I love so much, the NBL, I think that, that we have a far more significant problem than, than you guys have. And it seems like they're trying to correct a problem that it's a lower level that doesn't exist at the higher level. Now, would that be fair? Like, like to me, I don't think that the, the player dissent issue uh, for some time has, has stuck out. If anyone's abusing any sort of bad language, they give you 50. It seemed like they had a good handle on it. Yeah. Yeah, but, is, but, that, was, is that was well, I, your perception as well? Well, funnily, because you, you maybe maybe that's the, the case, but when you see it now and you go and there's all these players with their hands up, uh, it actually is visually like intimidating. I didn't realise until you go, oh, you draw your attention to someone going, oh, right, there's seven players just coming out with your hands up. And, yeah. you know, so I, I can visually see what they're trying to rid of the game. Um, what what it equates to, I don't even know. This may not be the right way of going about it, but it's a, it's a way of trying to improve it. Um is it is it right for now? I'm not sure, but I think it's we're heading in the right direction. I think in terms of respecting the umpires. Mm. Uh, are you happy um, as the coach of a team to take on? So, so except let's accept the, what Gazy's observing and his thoughts are, are right that there hasn't really been a problem, but there's going to be a really severe clampdown at AFL level because of the problems that exist in the lower reaches. You, the, the game you play in the league you play in, it's pretty high stakes. I and mean, it's on yeah, out there. And you yeah. wind your players up and they wind themselves up to get themselves in that red zone to compete. Are you, as a coach of a group of players who are at that level, are you happy for them to carry a bit more maybe than they they need to for the for the greater good of the game? Well, no doubt. I think you look look over time, the premiership teams have always had a little bit of yeah you know, like my time at Richmond always last for free kicks four mm. and and first yeah, free kick the Brisbane like team wasn't friendly yeah well no. uh, Brett's got to get his uh, <laughs> like, the ones you know, like it's that. hilarious yeah no so I, but again I think this is a this is a bigger picture thing and I'm 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 comfortable with with respecting the umpires and if this is one small way now again we don't know yeah like, give us two years time maybe three you won't know the result of this um, but if we have role models for Showing more respect towards the referees in the game, I'm comfortable with. Mm. That. I, th- I think there's a, obviously there's always a balance in there somewhere, there is, yeah. and I think when you're talking about we've got three or four guys putting their hand out, well, well clearly I, I hear what you're saying, but I also sympathise a little bit with the players in mm. that sometimes there is a, an, an instant emotive reaction. It's, yeah, it's just there, and it's you saw it with eyes. Craig McRae's stuck around for a couple more before we let him go. So, so just picking up on the conversation you're having with Daisy before the news, Craig. She's going to tell you, uh, on the news, bro, he's up and down. <laughs> yeah, and he's very – Very sorry about everything. He's very passionate about this. How would you feel Almost if – Almost dislocated my shoulder showing you. <laughs> because we do get some we, do, we get some questions from people about what about the coaches up in the co- – when the, when the vision cuts to you blokes. So far you've been pretty measured, but some of your colleagues are fairly animated up there, and that does send out – uh, a visual signal to the broader football community. What if yeah. you both start getting pinged for oh. fine for things up in the coach's oh, box? Boy. You know, <laughs> it, uh, I'm glad the camera doesn't catch capture on sometimes. It, it is, a, it's, it's an emotional game. Yep. Like that's, mm. that's the challenge, isn't it? To be able to, you know, measure, have measured emotions in those moments of madness and, and under pressure. Yeah. You know, like, look, I, I think, um, you know, I don't know how much longer you want to talk about this, but I, I know Justin Lepich spoke it only, only yesterday to me about this. Um, mm. He coached, uh, junior girls last year in his time yes. off, and and he thinks that the coaches on the bench um, have a price to pay as well, because like, they're yeah you know, they're abusing the umpires mm. and and remonstrating and things yep. like that. So at grass level, this is this is happen- something happening 
on the external. And so they're role models for a 12 year old, 13 year old, 14 year old girls. I hear it all the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you go to local sport, there, there is crazy. a tendency. So, so whether that needs to be starting to, if it's not, um, at our level, or maybe it is, you can start to educate. It's worse. Them. I'm telling you, it's worse at suburban level. Yeah. It is. It's worse at suburban yep. level than it is at the AFL level. Does I reckon it, it is. Well, does that make it right? No, no, but it, no, it doesn't. No. What well, does it make what the AFL are doing right? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Well, that, yeah. This is maybe why the agenda is to, to change this yeah. behaviour at some level and role model, I, which I, I, I'm comfortable with the direction we're going. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Some yep. teething problems that are always going to be along the way. Yeah. Um, you got going. I do. I wanted to ask you a question. I don't know if you've been reading this story that's uh, been going around about. Uh, players and the data that's collected from them with the GPS data. Well, firstly, how much weight do you put? You know, you, you, you've, you've got the, the science, sports science into the game these days. How much weight do you put into that data that has been accumulated uh, on, a, on throughout the games? Uh, significant. Yeah, we mm. do. Yeah. Do you want me to elaborate? Or? Well, it's interesting because <laughs> well, he's got a follow up here. So well, I'm, I'm hearing a follow up. Well, the story going on now about that data, who owns it, how's it's going to be used, player personal privacy, and it's it's a they're raising some real arguments in the world that we live in, in these days about how it is. But uh, the reason I'm curious about it is to know well how significant an issue is it if the data and how that data is being used. We like. Do you base uh, someone's training routine on what's happened in a game just because of the data, or where, how how significant? Well, I, I've been at a couple of clubs now, and um, all have been different. But mm. I have been at clubs where they wouldn't pick players on based on their GPS. Right, jeez. So, so selection. I'm going. So you're not playing this guy because his GPS is not. And he says he's good to go. But what, what, oh no, what? your data here. I'm good to go, coach. Oh no, no. But the data here and this from this little is it, device is it based on? No, well, I'm, I'm not going to. Well, there's no. a young player, there's a significant player in the competition right now yeah. that wasn't getting a game because his GPS wasn't at a level that they thought could compete at AFL. Yeah, right. And I'm going. Well, you have got to get in there to show it and and mm. the impact. So there's there's always a level of, you know, that the, the information and then go. Hang on a minute. Have you seen this guy mm. at the moment? Yeah. He's ready to play. Yeah. Um, so. Look, I'm not at that level, right? But I think we use the, the data as information for ourselves to go. You know, I'll use an example. We played Geelong um, a few weeks ago, and our GPS for the first half was like off the charts. Mm. And um, you know, and then, and then you wonder why you're not quite finishing off executing games. And you go, well, that's a pretty hard measure to, to maintain. So when you look at little ways of of manipulating and improving or looking after players within the game to uh. to keep the energy high. What what what, what is the most important uh, element of that data that you is it is it distance? Is- Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain, or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.